0: Why the New Orleans Saints should not blow a first-round pick on a cornerback. Prospects for you to watch at this week's Combine. And one last hire wraps up the New Orleans Saints coaching staff. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints.
1: You are Locked on Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is good that Nation and that family? Welcome into this fat Tuesday episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. And don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, USA Today's Saints Wire, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Yes, even... During the Mardi Gras season, we are here. Happy Fat Tuesday too. you. You can see I got the beads in the background if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching YouTube and you're listening to the podcast, just imagine that there are beads in the background because there are. On today's episode, I want to talk about why the New Orleans Saints should not blow a first round pick, waste a first round pick, demolish their entire draft on the cornerback position. And unfortunately, this means that I have to call out some good friends of mine, Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker. Host of the Locked in NFL Draft podcast, they chose in their most recent mock draft, on Mock Draft Monday, uh, Clemson cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. for the New Orleans Saints at pick number 18. And on the board were still great wide receivers, even a couple of quarterbacks. If you're somebody that believes in one of these quarterbacks' first-round prospects in this year's draft, y'all know where I am on that. I'm not super fond of this year's quarterback draft, but or quarterback class, excuse me. But some of that might change with the combine, all of that. But Andrew Booth Jr. is a very good corner. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Six foot, 200 pounds, super explosive, high football IQ, fantastic in man coverage, can play zone coverage as well. He's scheme versatile. He'll be a starting outside corner in the NFL. He's a first round prospect. There's absolutely no doubt about that. He is not necessarily what Marshawn Lattimore was when he fell to the Saints at 11 though. He is not the sort of like perennial Quintessential, you have to go get this guy corner. He probably falls behind guys like Derek Stingley out of LSU, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. He probably falls below those guys in this, but I think for some, he's probably the top cornerback on in in this class. And he's not my top cornerback in this class. I think it's still Derek Stingley Jr. I still think Derek Stingley is gonna be extremely good. I know he dealt with some injuries, all of that while at LSU in his final couple of seasons, and particularly his final season. But Derek Singley is one of the best cornerback prospects to come into the, the NFL draft at this point. So for me, unless it's Derek Singley Jr. dropping all the way to 18, I don't really see the point in investing in a cornerback, the third or second best cornerback at 18, right? Like that's a point to where you would expect that cornerback to be on the market you would expect them to be on the board. But when you have other big old needs like the New Orleans Saints do at potentially the quarterback spot, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they're able to just bring back Jameis Winston and not have to worry about anything, or they feel comfortable with the guys they already have in the building, whatever it might be, right? All, just hopefully they're not going to the draft to solve their quarterback problem. And then you still have offensive tackle. You still have interior offensive line. You still have interior defensive line and you still got wide receiver, all places where I think the New Orleans Saints could and should spend. Our first round selection, just not the cornerback spot. You've got Marshawn Lattimore there, who is your, you know, starter indefinitely as your number one corner. Paul Sinadibo came in last year. He, Chris Richard, all these guys in New Orleans did such a phenomenal job with him as somebody that barely played football in two years before the fact, before he hit the field against the then reigning MVP and now again reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers and had a great game, including an interception. And it went on to have a great season. You've got CJ Garner Johnson managing the slot for you. Maybe you're looking for a dime corner or a nickel corner at that point. Let's say maybe you lose PJ Williams and Bradley Roby, but at that point, are you really looking for a first round corner or are you looking for a third or fourth round corner that can play multiple roles like, uh, like a, uh, a Kobe Bryant, for instance, out of Cincinnati, right? Who has the ability to be able to do that, a Jason Petrie out of. I believe Baylor. Uh there's a lot of different ways that New Orleans Saints can go at the cornerback spot, but none of which require them to really give up a first round pick at corner. So as good as Andrew Booth Jr. is out of Clemson, and there's no denying it, he's a very, very good prospect. If he's still at the board on 18, I think I have to pass, especially with any of these wide receivers, basically Sanch, Traylon Burks, and Chris Olave. I mean, even if those guys were off the board, you're still pretty excited to get a guy like Garrett Wilson or you know, Christian Watson, who will probably play himself in the first round conversation and consideration, um, you know, and and the other wide receivers that are all going to be on the board at that time. It's such a good class that I think it's hard to pass up on wide out for corner. So guys, Eric, Ryan, I love you. I love you dearly. But Locked on NFL Draft podcast did not do a great job for the New Orleans Saints this week, but that's okay. Uh, the New Orleans Saints will hopefully do a great job both in free agency as well as in the draft. And a big part of the draft begins this week. The draft already started in Mobile, but now it takes the next step in Indianapolis with the NFL Combine. Let's talk about a few players to watch. A couple of guys are going to blow up the Combine for sure that are just going to have outstanding days that you're just going to enjoy seeing, but also some good fits for the New Orleans Saints to make sure that you are keeping an eye out on. We'll have that and much more coming up for you as we continue on with this Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday episode of locked on Saints. Before we continue to roll on, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net. They've got all the odds, props, lines, whatever it is that you're looking for. Football season might be over, but you still got pro and college hoops that you can get in on. You can bet about where the next fired head coach is going to end up. You can even get some draft bets going here in a little bit. You'll have some things about where, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to play next season, although it looks like a short-term deal with the Green Bay Packers is imminent. You can also bet on where Russell Wilson will play soon if he's not going to be a Seattle Seahawk in 2022. Dan Orlovsky believes the Saints should go after him, by the way. So lots of different things for you to bet on over at BetOnline.net, even with the football season being over. And it's not just football, it's not just basketball, right? Hopefully you'll get some baseball games here soon. Uh, If they could just get through this ridiculous lockout, you'll have and ufc mma boxing a whole bunch of stuff that you can get on on over on the redesign website that's prepared and ready for you whether you're visiting on desktop or mobile so you can check out everything that you need because it is your number one place for all of your sports news podcasts analysis everything you need is over for you at betonline.net where the game starts family continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints thanks again as always for making us your first listen of the day every day and don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms and it's not just here on YouTube you've also got the Locked on NFL YouTube page Luke and I went live for Tuesday's episode on Monday night And you want to make sure that you catch those as well as all the daily content make sure you're subscribing to the Locked on NFL YouTube page now let's talk about some of the prospects that are worth watching in the NFL combine this upcoming week and I want to start off with somebody that's going to be a great fit for the New Orleans Saints or would be a great fit for the New Orleans Saints whether they take him in the first round second round third round just kind of depends upon where his upcoming performance is going to end up taking him but uh Notre Dame State University or excuse me Notre Dame North Dakota State University wide receiver Christian Watson is one that you should absolutely be watching just over six foot, a little, little over six foot, actually six foot three or so. Uh, his weigh-ins, his measurements are all going to be important to watch. He did weigh in and measure in at, at Mobile though. So you already have a pretty good idea of where he is. Uh, he's going to be you know, just over 200 pounds, but the guy is going to fly in the 40. He's going to be able to jump out the roof in the vert and he should look good in those position drills, the gauntlet, things like that, that you're used to seeing for those wide receivers as well. So he'll definitely be a guy to watch in this one because he could be a great fit for the New Orleans Saints, especially with Michael Thomas back in the building next season. If you're able to get another guy that is physically imposing like Michael Thomas is, but that can also stretch the field, that packs good speed. And they're saying he's going to run something pretty impressive uh, here. So that's what they're going to be watching at the combine when it comes to Christian Watson. So if he does that, he's going to play himself into first round conversation. There's no doubt about that. There are always those guys that elevate at this point or during the combine, and they're going to jump into that. One of those guys, by the way, has already started that process, and again, he's going to be somebody that's going to end up testing in the first round, but he's going to be a corner, so I don't know that the Saints really need to spend their time being interested there, but you're not going to want to miss his workouts. This guy has been absolutely phenomenal during all of his training. He was fantastic at the Senior Bowl, clocked in according to Zebra Technologies as the fastest Person, uh, he clocked in with the fastest time at just over 21 miles an hour. It was in a point where he had actually lost a one-on-one, but then he showed some catch-up speed to be able to get in there and try to make a play on the ball after falling behind a wide receiver. It's University of Texas, San Antonio cornerback Tariq Woolen, who is just gonna be one of those guys, kind of like Eric Stokes last year, that's just gonna catapult himself at the combine. Six foot four, just over 200 pounds. He's going to jump through the roof. He's going to jump, you know, 40 plus all that. But one of the things to really watch is that reportedly, reportedly, right? We'll see once you get laser timing and all that stuff in there, you get a little bit more precise times, but reportedly during his training, he has been clocked in at a four, two flat. Now remember that the record for fastest combine time in the 40 was John Ross a few years ago at four, two, two. So if he comes in at four, two, zero flat, then he'll own that record and will have effectively run the 40 faster than any other human being has at a point where they were being timed right in an official capacity. So pretty remarkable uh, to say the least, especially being able to do that with a six foot four, 200 pound frame to be able to move like that is just absolutely insane. So if he does that, then hello Tariq and welcome to the first round of everyone's mock drafts for the rest of the uh, draft cycle. And then we'll see what happens in the actual draft. But He's going to be somebody to watch. Again, if he jumps into the first round, not a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. Not that he's a bad fit, but again, you don't have to go corner in the first round. But one of the big things that you'll want to watch is when these guys have these phenomenal performances, you want to see them. He's definitely one to keep an eye out on. Another one to watch is going to be edge rusher out of Florida State University, Jermaine Johnson. Last time I talked about him, I accidentally called him Jermaine Jackson, and that is not correct. Jermaine Johnson, uh, not of the Jackson five. He is someone that is also going to test in really, really well. Um, He's going to have a lot of explosion. Uh, His broad jump should be pretty uh, impressive for his size. His vertical jump should be pretty impressive for his size as well, but it's going to be the 40 time again because there are reports of him being clocked in at 4-4 as an edge rusher, which is Javon curse type stuff, right? So definitely keep an eye out on uh, Jermaine Johnson. He's somebody that has already kind of rolled his way into first round conversation anyway, because of his performance at the senior bowl, but he can solidify it with some great performances and great interviews at the combine. Now there's going to be a lot of players to continue to watch. Those are just three. We'll talk about more all throughout the week. I'll be in Indianapolis on Tuesday night, and then we'll be there through Wednesday as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, who I'm hearing about, who everyone's talking about all that as you get closer and closer to workouts beginning later on in the week. So if you have folks that you really love, make sure you let me know. We'll make sure that we cover them, that we talk about them, all of that as well. But there are going to be so many different prospects that are going to end up surprising, and those are just three of them. But uh, the New Orleans Saints used to have uh, a ton of different things that they would have to pay attention to over the course of this week. Not just the combine, but there was some concern that they might go in with an incomplete coaching staff. Does not look like that will be the case, however, because it seems that they have finished up the last puzzle piece For their coaching staff, we'll talk about the hire, what it means, and what they bring to the team as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Before we get there, I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com, the best place on the market to get everything that you need for your car, truck, or vehicle. Doesn't matter what make, what model, what year. They've got you covered with an easy to navigate catalog that'll help you get everything and anything that you're looking for at a fraction of the price is what you're going to pay at over those name brand sort of brick and mortar stores and all that. This is an online company and a family owned business. They've been helping people online when it comes to auto parts customers for over 20 years now. So you know that you can trust them and it doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, you're a wholesale person, doesn't matter you're going to pay the same price. And sometimes that is 30% cheaper, 50% cheaper, sometimes 70% cheaper than what you're going to find at those uh, other guys. So go and check them out over at rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get it, that Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with the final piece of the New Orleans Saints coaching staff finally falling into place. Just as a quick refresher, some of the big changes, of course, Sean Payton is out. Dennis Allen has gone from defensive coordinator to head coach. They filled that defensive coordinator position with the duo of Chris Richard and Ryan Nielsen, who, by the way, used to be college teammates. They played together in college, which I thought was pretty cool. And then they also kept... Uh, Pete Carmichael, an offensive coordinator, but handed him over the play calling responsibilities full time. Phenomenal, uh, 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 profile or spotlight on Pete Carroll done by Cat, uh, by, sorry, by Pete on Pete Carmichael done by Cat Terrell. I mixed up the names there, uh, over at the athletic. Make sure you go and check that out if you've got an athletic subscription. And if you don't get one, just do it. Uh, and then the, uh, couple of, uh, you know, elevations going on as well. Darren Rizzi, special teams coordinator. He gets the, um, the assistant head coach tag that used to belong to Ryan Nielsen, but now Ryan Nielsen is already in between two positions at defensive coordinator as well as defensive line coach. And then we saw Ronald Curry get an elevation as well into passing game coordinator. In addition to his quarterback coaching responsibilities, Cody Burns is in at wide receiver coach. Doug Marone is in at offensive line coach. Those are all the big changes. The last kind of puzzle piece, the last missing piece for the New Orleans Saints was the strength and conditioning coach because longtime strength and conditioning coach. Somebody that has been the two time strength and conditioning coach of the year within the last decade, Dan Dalrymple was let go once Dennis Allen moved up to, uh, D, moved up to head coach. And so the Saints were on their search for their next strength and conditioning coach and they landed, we think, presumably on former Alabama uh, director of sports science, Matt Ria. Now, the reason why I say presumably is because we know per Josh Pate, that he is going to be hired by the New Orleans Saints, but we don't yet know the position. But the only open position that remains at the moment is strength and conditioning coach, which would then finish up everything when it comes to the uh, the coaching staff. Unless New Orleans Saints have some plan to do co-strength and conditioning coaches as well. But it seems like Matt Rhea is absolutely qualified to do that. Just reading from his um, Alabama bio... Uh, he's worked with football strength and conditioning or as a football strength and conditioning coach for 13 years, including five years with the NFL combine training, five at high school football and three at the collegiate level. Showed up in Alabama coming from Indiana University where he spent the previous couple of years and he was I use a uh, high performance coordinator while working with the Hoosiers football program. So the high performance coordinator part is the one that really piqued my interest. So we dug a little bit deeper Because that is really the type of position, right? That type of like flowery title positions where you talk about an innovator in the space that is looking at new ways to go about protecting players, strength conditioning, strength training, all these other things. And according to Touchdown Alabama's Stephen M. Smith, we just wrote about this over at Saints Wire over at USA Today, uh, Rhea's methodology reportedly helped to cut soft tissue injuries in half, in half once they started buying into his cutting edge approach. We know that the New Orleans Saints will buy into those cutting edge approaches because they've been at the forefront of innovation when it comes to incorporating innovative practices within practice and preparation. We've seen it, Sean Payton back in what, 2016, 2017 became the first head coach and the New Orleans Saints became the first team to implement Zebra Technologies, radio tracking or, or data tracking uh, data-driven tracking systems in practice to make sure that they were doing what they needed to do to make sure that they weren't overworking players and that players weren't working too hard or overloading themselves on one side or the other, things like that. And so if they've already been on the forefront of all of that, now you've got about half a dozen, or excuse me, about a dozen, uh, maybe near half the league now that are now using Zebra Technologies in that same way that the Saints did where they innovated that usage back in 2016, 17. So if they're already doing that, then you know that Matt Ria coming in and having maybe this sort of cutting edge approach idea or cutting edge approach approach is something that's going to fit in. And if he's bringing something progressive and he's bringing something new to the New Orleans Saints, then he should fit right in. And I'll tell you, when it comes to the soft tissue injuries, considering that the Saints started a record, NFL record, 58 different players last season, and a lot of that was due to injury, not just because of the COVID game, then I think that the Saints would be very happy to see soft tissue injuries come to a halt. And those are things that include Achilles. Those are things that include like hamstring injuries, maybe not Achilles, sorry, but like hamstring injuries, things like that, like these sort of like non-contact injuries that end up ending players' seasons. And we know that, you know, you've seen it all across the NFL. You've seen it across the New Orleans Saints, the way that those soft tissue injuries can impact them. If they can less that by 50%, that's pretty remarkable, pretty incredible, and certainly something that the New Orleans Saints would be able to benefit from for a long time. Moving forward, so we expect that Batteria, who's coming in as the former sports science director for Alabama will be the strength and conditioning coach for the New Orleans Saints. If that's not the case, we'll talk about who that new player, who that new uh, coach is once they decide who that coach is and what role Rhea would then serve. So we'll talk about all that and keep you up to date with everything going on with your New Orleans Saints. Of course, here every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. Yeah, it's the off season. I don't care. We're still here five days a week, getting it done. Uh, next episode Wednesday going to be coming at you with some uh, information from the combine all of that will be in a, a you know hotel all that stuff so everything will look very different than it looks right now but I don't want to make sure I got my Mardi Gras beads in there you go so that way if you're listening you can actually hear um, so we'll have all that for you as well as everything else that you need to know looking at more players that are set to light up the combine all of that a ton a ton to go through as we continue on every Monday through Friday here at Locked on Saints. I appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget to go and check out the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Yeah, they got the Saints pick wrong at 18, but they don't always get it wrong. They've had some great ones. The mock drafts, top five position groups, whole bunch of stuff for you to check out. You know, I like to have fun. Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker, go and check them out. Locked on NFL Draft wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Appreciate you as always. Make it be a part of your day. Don't forget. If you need anything about your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy.